Uh, ladies and gentlemen, one of the great songsters of all time, Randy Newman. Venus and sweatpants, that's who you are. And when this mess is over, I'll buy you a car. And we'll drive that car so fast and so far. All you stupid friends will be left behind. Keep your distance, please. Stay away from me. <laughs> Words of love in times like these. I'm gonna be with you 24 hours a day. A lot of people couldn't stand that, but you can. <laughs> You'll be with me 24 hours a day. What a lucky man. There you go. Little Randy. That's, that's sweet. Randy. That was quite something. <laughs> Stay away from me. So uh, you got a friend in him. You've got a friend in him. Did you see that viral video with the uh, the dad and his little four-year-old girl singing that song to each other? No. Oh, my God. Bring a tear. Oh. That's beautiful. Sounds really adorable. Good. Yeah. Oh, it is. That's exactly what it is. America's meme game has reached new heights. I mean, both the cynical, the hilarious, the sweet. Good stuff. Uh, have you seen, uh, what's what's his name, the uh, the Jack Ryan fella? He was on The Office. Uh, oh, John Krasinski. Krasinski, his uh, Some Good News uh, video cast he's doing, it's fantastic. It is as wholesome and sweet as anything that's existed in America, um, but not with like a syrupy edge. It's great. It may be perfect. Hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. It's on an internet near you. Yeah. Maybe we could get a link up at armstrongandgetty.com. I'll work with you on that, handsome. So, um, this is an interesting story that Axios has uncovered, and I haven't heard anywhere else. Apparently, at the beginning of all this, top Trump administration officials were developing a plan to get cloth masks to huge Americans, maybe every American. But for some reason, the idea lost traction amid heavy internal skepticism. Now, uh... I didn't read the whole article. I don't know if they explain what happened there or if it just broke down or, or what. But administration officials had considered, by the way, <clears throat> you know how this all played out, right? At the beginning, they told us, don't wear masks. Are you crazy? Masks don't do any good. Are you stupid? Stop buying masks. Stop wearing masks. They don't do anything stupid. Then as of last week, they told us everybody needs to wear a mask now. Anything, anything you can find. Just just put any cloth over your nose. Anything at all would help. That all happened in a couple of weeks. Unbelievable. Administration officials had considered a partnership in which Hanes and Fruit of the Loom would manufacture millions of cloth face masks and the U.S. Postal Service would deliver them to your house for free. So this would be free, maybe to every American. The scale of this undertaking would have been extraordinary, mobilizing an enormous public-private partnership to deliver protective cloth masks to perhaps every American in the country. And then it's somewhere it broke down. Oh, oh, so we went from gigantic, complex, unprecedented government program to don't do anything. Don't wear a mask. In fact, kind of mocking the idea of wearing a mask. Like, well, you're kind of stupid for wearing a mask. This all had to be because they, they thought we were too stupid to understand the difference between a bandana and an N95 mask. God dang I mean, it, and why, why did they go to a giant government program 
Instead of saying, hey, America, if you wear a mask, you're unlikely to spread it to somebody else. So everybody throw on just a regular surgical mask or even a bandana or sew your own. Can you sew? Here's, a, you know, go to the, the masks.usgov.whatever and, uh, and, and, and sew masks. Why didn't they do that and just let the American people take care of ourselves? This could be the biggest scandal out of this whole story. It's not whether or not Trump has... You know, point one percent stock in that hydrochloroquine or whatever, or whatever scandal you're looking for. Why the hell did the government not tell us everybody wear a mask of some sort from the beginning? Which obviously is a good idea um, uh, for all kinds of obvious reasons. And who knows how much difference that could have made? For instance, in New York, if everybody'd been covering their mouth from the beginning. Well, the conversation thousands of lives. The conversation went on for several weeks about. Coffee, sneezy, droplet transmission, then evolved into, hey, even talking, speaking moistly on each other, as the Prime Minister of Canada put well, it. Behind the so scenes, everybody knew that. Well, behind the scenes, way back in January, they were talking about getting a mask to every human. You would only spend that kind of money and make that kind of effort if you thought it was a good idea. Then they apparently went from that to don't wear a mask. The only explanation I can come up with that is they didn't trust us to know the difference between a, like a surgical mask, a paper mask, and an N95 respirator. It's not. I don't. I don't see it as that complex. You tell people you don't need the N95. We need those for the nurses. This is what you do. Just cover your mouth with anything. Right. How hard is that? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's just a, a, a failing, and I, I I feel like this is so stupid. I have to be missing something. I just can't believe that they would transition from let's mobilize the entirety of the federal government to get everybody masks to eh, forget it. It's just it's inexplicable. I just I'm sorry. This is a serious subject, but I was looking up. Apparently, Julia Louise Dreyfus did some sort of thing where she said, normally I have a hair and makeup person, so I had to do my own today. And she looks like a clown. It's just like lipstick all over her face and one eyebrow way higher than the other. She's a train wreck. That's hilarious. <laughs> what a funny thing to do. Uh, yeah, I, I hope people dig into this. Uh, Axios or whoever figures out why they abandoned the tell us to wear masks. I don't think you needed to get Hanes and Fruit of the Loom in the post office involved and spend billions of dollars of taxpayer money. Everybody has cloth. Everybody has some extra T-shirts. A lot of people own bandanas. Just tell us to cover our mouths with something. Well, and how many people have you heard about uh, volunteering to sew masks and cranking out hundreds of them? Judy just made a bunch of them. Delaney, is, who's home from college in a free moment or two, is, has sewn several, too. It's easy. And, yeah. And, yeah, I just... The mask shaming has begun, I've already noticed. The cool... I live in a college town, and like the cool young people have cool masks, like Sean's wearing... I'm wearing the like like I'm an old Asian woman in Beijing mask, <laughs> and, Sh- and Sean, all the cool people have cool masks. Wow, why the shot at old Asian ladies? What do you want? That's where they're born. That's where they live. Now they're old. Now you're kicking them? As if the, the Wuhan bat-eating uh, killer cough hasn't been enough of a curse. Now you got to bad-mouth them. i got to get one of the cool hipster masks. Why so hateful? Mm. Do you want Judy to sew you a mask? Uh, like, what, you, what kind of fabric are you looking for? Something manly? Something with, uh, I don't know, like cowboys on there? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get, leopard print. Get positive mom to sew you up one with camo or something. Oh, camo is what I need. There you there, go. Camo. Camo there is what I'm is. looking for. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Just the face of a goat. I'll do it, but it's going to be <laughs> snow camo. It's not what you're expecting. That's fine. <laughs> Any camo is fine. doesn't snow much here, but anyway.
Say like anyway. The Finns going up against the Soviets. <laughs> that so would, I don't know if you've heard Linda Tripp is dead. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, that would have been one of the most amazing things that's ever happened in U.S. history. If they had, if the government had mailed a mask to every human in America. Wouldn't that have been amazing? That's a dumb idea. Maybe that's it's, why it's, it never got going. Well, right. But then how does that become, yeah, don't, don't wear a mask. It wouldn't do you any good. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, we'll figure it out someday, I suppose. So back to Linda Tripp. Yeah, I got some pretty big pushback for me uh, calling her bad names earlier in the show. She is dead. Linda Tripp, who is part of the whole Monica Lewinsky-Clinton impeachment scandal. May she tape her friend's calls in peace. What was her role? Well, she was uh, Monica Lewinsky's friend and confidant when they were both working at the White House. And uh, I'm sorry, when they were both working at the Pentagon. But anyway, she became aware that Clinton was a pig and that he was womanizing and he was harassing women. And she got pissed off about it and wanted to be able to prove it. And when she got word that her buddy Monica was having an affair with the guy, she rolled tape on all their phone calls. Which is always nice to do to one of your close friends, secretly record their conversations about their most intimate Secret private thoughts. Nice move, uh, Linda Tripp. Oh yeah, yeah. And Linda famously, when Monica mentioned that there was um, <clears throat> fluid on her dress, and I don't mean gravy, uh, she told her, "Hey, stick that in a Ziploc or something in the back of your closet. These people are savages. You're going to want to have that. Trust me on that." And uh, so, but she, she's passed. She seems like a horrible person to me. But we got this text. Jack, re Monica, you are completely wrong. This is from someone who is a big fan of the show and a fan of uh, both of us. So nice, hmm. but uh, disagrees with Kind of less you now. Uh, yeah. It is a fact <laughs> that Clinton and Vernon Jordan, Jordan had set in motion the nut is a slut defense. You are wrong about Linda's reputation. That's um, right, and Hillary assassinating the poor girl's character. But if, they, but if you hadn't had these phone calls, the, 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 it would have never gone forward, would have it? And so. She'd have been. Some people would have known her name, but she wouldn't have been a national household name. Everybody knows what she looks like for the rest of her life and everything that happened. Does, and heard these phone calls. Do the impeachment trials happen without those no, phone calls? No. And no. do they need to happen? No. Well, he had an affair with an intern. She's an adult. He's an adult. Didn't need to happen. She didn't need to have her life ruined. There were nobody benefited from this. Well, this is why other an than increasing... an angry Linda Tripp. This is why an increasing number of listeners are texting harsh, harsh judgments of you and your meanness. This is a perfect example of hindsight being 2020, and and you've got to excuse people for the lack of it while they're in the middle of something. Here is Monica Lewinsky, this nice kid, naive, and the rest of it. And In fact, Linda Tripp said she was emotionally even quite young for her age. But she is being branded by the most powerful people in America as a nut and a slut. And and Linda Tripp says, I'm not going to let them get away with it. I'm going to document this. I'm stuff. going to ruin a, her life and make her well, known to the whole country. Hindsight 2020. She didn't know that. She didn't know that would happen. She thought that, that that she would prove that Monica's not a slut at all, and she is being sexually harassed and exploited. So there, Monica's the bad guy. Monica That's what Linda Tripp thought. Monica didn't think she was being sexually harassed or exploited. You don't need other people looking out for you, so secretly uh, f- recording your phone calls and outing your personal life. Thanks for the help. I was fine, by the way. I would have just been heartbroken and gone on with my life, but thanks for making me a national joke. Appreciate the help. Well, all I can say is, listeners, keep your harsh, harsh texts coming. Linda Tripp's the bad person in this story. Not the rapist? 
Clinton the rapist? So you're assuming he's a rapist. Well, if you assume he's a rapist, then he's the bad person. All right. I don't think he was raping Monica Lewinsky. I think they were having a consensual affair. Right. Please. Leaves of grass. Frog's head letter opener, et cetera. There was a grass. Cigar. Oh, boy. The the copier room. Let me lean up against the Xerox. Oh, now, now. There's no reason to go back there, is there? What what are you doing? Just because. Why are you running through this in your mind in such vivid uh, descriptions? You brought it up. I didn't bring up the cigar. So, hey, speaking of uh, questionable leadership, I, I, I'm trying to comprehend this. I had heard that uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, was sending around hundreds and hundreds of ventilators to people who needed them, the states that needed the most. But now there are counties saying they're desperate for ventilators in California. The L.A. Times is writing about that, and we'll have that for you next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, Disney's floating the idea of checking people's temperatures at the gates when the parks reopen. Yeah, Disney said they take this pandemic extremely seriously and then handed a thermometer to a six-foot mouse in a tuxedo. If you could just bend over, folks, you'll take your temperature and let you into Disneyland. <laughs> hmm. I, I assume he's going to slip it in, you know. <laughs> it's, it's more accurate. You I can't have people, you know, faking their way into the happiest place on Earth with an oral temperature. <laughs> so I'll read you this headline. New study investigates California's possible herd immunity to COVID-19. The idea being that, and researchers at Stanford Medicine are working into this, is trying to figure out what proportion of Californians have already had COVID-19, trying to figure out why the number of cases and deaths is so low, what the heck is going on here. Before I read you a little more, let's hear from a guy named Newt Witkowski. Uh who is uh, taking a look at this. He's a senior research associate at Rockefeller University. As with every respiratory disease, we should protect the elderly and fragile because when they get pneumonia, they have a high risk of dying of the pneumonia. So that is one of the key issues that we should keep in mind. On the other hand, children do very well with these diseases. They're evolutionary designed to be uh, exposed to all sorts of viruses during their lifetime. And so they should keep going to school and infecting each other. And that contributes to herd immunity, which means after about four weeks, at the most, the elderly people could start joining their family because then we, the virus would have been extinguished. Wow. So he's, he's, he's saying it is uh, necessary in the way that all these sorts of things work for the kids to get it, and uh, that's part of the way societies deal with this. Well, and I'm not disagreeing with him because that's a really intriguing point of view. Uh, you know, and maybe it's at my point in life, he's talking about the elderly and the, and the fragile or the weak, however you put it. Well, I'm not elderly nor and fragile, nor am I a 22-year-old triathlete. So there's the difficulty. If you have parents in their 50s, say, 
and their kids are coming home, uh, dripping the coronavirus everywhere, what happens then? And um, I, th- I think ultimately he's right, but I don't know if... Right, so the whole point of flattening the curve was not preventing us from getting it. It was from preventing us from overwhelming the the hospital system right. for those who yep. did get it. And mm-hmm. so to to encourage people to to gather and intentionally kind of cross infect each other before we have testing, treatments or a vaccine seems a little uh, cart ahead of the horse from my unscientific background opinion. Well, it's all guesswork, though, because, for instance, we've all learned in the last couple of days, or if you've come across this information, you've learned it, somewhere between only 15% to about a third of people who end up on the respirators live. I mean, it's a tiny, tiny number. Something between two-thirds and 85% die. Yeah, if you end up on a respirator, anybody you know, they're, they're in super bad shape. Yeah, yeah, so the great... You know, yearning for enough respirators. I mean, granted, if you, if I have a one in three chance that this is going to save my life, I want a respirator. Yes, please. Uh, but right. We've been trying desperately to postpone the peak, but are we, are we also postponing for a very, very long time the herd immunity? Well, we that might already, bad. we might already have it getting to the other story that I don't have time to get into, but why are California's numbers so low? They don't make any sense. Other than that, we got it. We got it early with the number of Chinese travelers coming to the state. For whatever reason, it, we got the herd immunity. Well, let's hit that stuff in the ventilator stuff from the L.A. Times as well. Uh, coming okay. up in a moment. All right, all on the way. Hope you can stay here. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. founder of Twitter and world's richest barista has announced that he will be donating $1 billion to help fight the coronavirus. That's 28% of his wealth. Yeah, and that's amazing. Using your money to fight coronavirus. And what better person to fight a thing that's poisoning society than the inventor of a thing that's poisoning society? There you go. (laughs) Nice. Well played, Trevor. Well played. I'm trying to pull this all together because I'm kind of all over the map here because I went into a a rabbit hole on Twitter there for a second. I don't know if you're following the whole thing about um, uh, the the coronavirus numbers being way overinflated for either the media wants clicks or somebody's making money off of it or whatever. It comes out of Dr. Burke saying the other day that anybody who dies with coronavirus is counted as dying of coronavirus. That whole story. Right, And so then that is inflating the numbers of people dying of coronavirus, using my finger quotes, which is why the numbers aren't reaching where we were told they would or something. I don't quite follow it. So if I'm sweating on top of my neighbor's wife and he comes in and shoots me and I happen to have the COVID, I'm a coronavirus death. How far does this go? Yeah, and you know, that's probably a bit of a uh, an exaggeration there, especially because she wouldn't have me. Uh, Well, I can read what Dr. Burke said. I think in this country we've taken a very liberal approach to mortality. This is the woman in the scarf. There are other countries that if you had a pre-existing condition and let's say the virus caused you to go to the ICU and then you have a heart or kidney problem, some countries are recording that as a heart issue or a kidney issue and not a COVID death. The intent right now is that if someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that as a COVID-19 death. 
Well, some people saw that as admitting out loud that they're they're overpadding the statistics out there, including this David Sutcliffe person who tweeted, remember when everyone knew pro wrestling was fake and they finally admitted it and the fans didn't care and continued to watch anyway? We're almost there with politics and the media on this corona thing. Hmm. Uh, Candace Owens, who we spoke with a month or so ago in uh, Napa, uh, she's she's part of the crowd that is uh, really amplifying online that they're they're exaggerating the 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 death count fluffing the death count still the fan use fans continue to watch and read so it's all about driving up the numbers some of that will fit into this i guess um why are the numbers so low in california new study investigating california's possible herd immunity now maybe we got herd immunity maybe it did get to california earlier than they think these studies are saying maybe way back in november well, if we got just tuning in, yeah, go we heard from a nurse saying that, uh, yeah, they were getting murdered with some uh, respiratory thing that they couldn't identify in December, January, uh, and February. Just absolutely slammed, and they're not now. If Californians were exposed earlier than the rest of the country to COVID, we may have had a chance to build up some herd immunity to the disease. And uh, Stanford is studying that right now. Why are our numbers so low in California? Well, the... I don't know if I should call them the conspiracy crowd, but the over-exaggerating, it's about money or clicks, or the Bilderberg group or whatever crowd is going to say, well, it's because the numbers were exaggerated all along, I guess. I don't know. I hope scientists can figure this out. Yeah, I'm not sure I need the the wackadoodle Twitter crowd even in the discussion, but... I guess is you know if you're well, it looking at weird. society, it's interesting. Well, maybe it's not weird. Maybe it makes perfectly good scientific sense. But it's striking as someone who lives in California. I was expecting it to be way worse than this, and it looks like it ain't going to be even close to what a lot of other places have had. Not even close. Right. And Victor Davis Hanson wrote a great piece the other day that I read. That the long and short of it was we can't figure out why it worked. I mean, California shut down, you know, the whole stay at home thing fairly early in the process, but there are other places that did a similar thing at similar time at a similar point on the the whole curve that has not had nearly as good results. So I don't. I, I hope we know the answer at some point because I think it's important. Uh, speaking of Cal Unicornia, the governor of the great state, uh, Gavin Newsom has decided to lend 500 state-owned ventilators to New York and other coronavirus hotspots outside California. I have a cynical explanation for that, but I'll hold on to it for now. But that's caught some local officials in California off guard as they are desperately scrambling to acquire ventilators. Riverside County officials, for instance, said the state recently denied their request for an additional 500 ventilators, even though the county expects demand for the breathing machines at county hospitals and medical centers to exceed their supply in less than three weeks. Santa Clara County hit hard and early by the COVID-19. Well, we're not sure it was early, come to think of it. But anyway, early on in when we knew what was happening, is offering a $1,000 bounty for each device it receives and has ordered companies with the devices to report their inventory to the county. So multiple California counties are desperately trying to get these things, and Gavin is giving them away. He said uh, California had an excess supply, and we want to give them to people who desperately need them. Uh, That seems extremely strange to me, that you would not do a quick survey of county uh, directors of health or, or whatever they're uh, titles are before you started giving the damn things away with all due respect to the 
you know, the desperation in New York. Uh, there's part of me that wonders whether he isn't just currying favor in some of your more populous states around America for his inevitable run, either when Joe Biden is committed to an old folks home in, in two months or in 2024. We're going to talk about Biden coming up here in a little bit. Um, Kind of fitting in with various parts of this conversation, there's new research out today that shows the coronavirus arrived in New York City mostly from Europe, not China. In we were actually on that a couple of weeks ago. We would had a scientist send us his analysis. Weeks before the Big Apple's first confirmed case. So um, remember, San Francisco was the first city to do the distancing thing because of all the people from China that come into San Francisco. Turns out it wasn't people from China that drove has been have been driving this it's the people from europe for for whatever reason well in new york yeah but those people in europe got it from people in china oh yeah yeah i so. get that but the 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 china problem apparently wasn't as big as the new york problem or we sheltered in time i don't know which it is but the the explosion from people from china has not been as devastating on the west coast as the explosion from people from europe has been on the east coast the only but I want to throw in there is is but we might need to go back to starting November or even October last year through uh, early February of this year before we knew, and by we, I mean medical professionals, before we knew what we were looking for. And we got to look back at every pneumonia death okay, but that's over the gonna, last four months. That's five certainly going to fuel the argument of did we need to shut down the economy the way we did. So if we lived through it without even really noticing it and then shut down the the economy after it happened... Right. That would be extraordinary. Yeah, the only uh, way we quote-unquote noticed it, according to the medical pros we've been corresponding with, is that they thought, wow, this is a hell of a flu year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish I knew. You know, it'd be nice to come on the air and, and give you people at least a, a strong and well-supported opinion on all this stuff, but, you know, the more I read, the more I look into it, the more confused I get. Well, I, don't I, mean, wanna, I just don't know. I sure don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth. If it ends up that California ends up having a total of, like, 800 deaths out of this thing when they're having that many a day in New York for a while. Yeah. Um, that'd be amazing. Yeah. You know what? If you give me 10 seconds, I can give you that actual number because it is just stunning. Well, the current number in California, I think, is late high 400s last I saw. Uh, right. Uh, bu- 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 yo, that's a projection there. Um, but that's, yeah, a, that's amazing. Yeah, we're we might peak at sixty five a day, maybe. Um, in California, where New York's looking, New York is it city or the state? Doesn't matter. Is uh, peaking at at eight hundred. Yeah, that's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Needs yeah. to be figured out why. Yeah, the projection, the total deaths projected in California by August is sixteen hundred. Wow, that's by two August. days. Two days in New York. Yeah. And nobody's sure why. Yeah. Well, how strange. Again, not looking a gift horse in the horse in the mouth on this. Well, you know, if you're if you're a gift horse doctor and you're being exa- asked to examine, you know, gift horses for your living, then look it in its damn mouth. See if it's got the COVID. Reach under it, give it a little squeeze, make sure everything's good there in the, uh, the old undercarriage, and uh, <laughs> right. So look that damn gift horse in the mouth. So, um, politics. We want to talk a little politics when we come back because the election, there's quite the battle going on right now. Um, this would be the number one story in America if it weren't for the coronavirus and the economy. It's the battle over whether we're not going to do, we're going to do mail in voting for the presidential election. And that, boy, that the results of that could be huge. Stay tuned.
Armstrong and Getty Show. Set me free. Joe Biden is now the presumptive Democratic nominee. Nobody really chose Biden for this job. He wound up in it by a series of defaults, and it shows. Ask yourself, is Joe Biden ready to lead this country? Could he find his car in a three-tiered parking garage? Could he navigate a salad bar? And by the way, <laughs> what exactly is his position on the coronavirus pandemic? Those are the mysteries Democrats now face. Could he navigate a salad bar? That's a little unfair. That's dismissive of the longtime senator. That's not a complex action, really. And you kind of follow the crowd. It's set up for you to It's build as you go. Yeah, exactly. You got the bowl. Pick up the bowl and the plate. Yeah, but you got to survey it before you start loading stuff. You got to know what's at the end, Jack, before you know what to put on at the beginning. Does Tucker think he would just start with the dressing and fill it up like it's a soup bowl? I don't know. I don't understand Tucker's point here. Well, it's you ageism. Might, you might load up on a lot of like cottage cheese and tomatoes, thinking that was really a gift. And you get down, they got prime rib they're slicing up or and something. Crab down legs. There. Right. Right. Crab, crab legs. Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, no. All this cottage cheese. I have no room for the crab legs. <laughs> Woe is the man who makes that mistake. <laughs> you got some sort of bread pudding down there that looks like God's gift. And you. Oh. You got a bunch of those tiny tomatoes on your plate. <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> um, did I just see the Pope the Pope says the COVID nineteen is nature's reaction to ignoring climate change? Yes, uh, that may have been when you were uh, briefly okay. indisposed the other day. We were talking about that. Yeah, he says clearly we ignored the fires, we ignored the floods, All so right. nature sent the COVID at us. How about you shut up, Mr. Pope, with all due respect. Anyway, back to the election and Biden and Trump and all that sort of thing. So there's quite the battle going on that would be the biggest political story in America if we weren't all scared to death for our health or our 401ks um, over this idea of ch- changing the way we do the presidential election and every letting everybody do mail-in ballots. Um, Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy are going... Uh, you know, f- f- knife and gun on this today with various quotes back and forth. There is a lot at stake. The idea being that, hey, we're going to still be down on a, some sort of a lockdown. Let's just prepare ahead of time. Everybody gets to mail in their ballot, which we've never done before. And uh, uh, and the, the belief is that that would greatly benefit Democrats and, and hurt Republicans. And so that's where the battle lines are drawn. Trump tweeted this not long ago. Absentee ballots are a great way to vote for many senior citizens, military, and others who can't get to the polls on Election Day. We have those already for those reasons. These ballots are very different from 100% mail-in voting, which is ripe for fraud and shouldn't be allowed. The arguments being made by Nancy Pelosi and the left and all the cable news channels that it's a Republicans trying to uh, suppress voting, etc., etc., that's ridiculous. Well, we know the strategy that's unfolding in the great state of Cal Unicornia is to make sure effort uh, it's utterly effortless to register and to vote. The unwashed masses uh, can fall out of bed and accidentally vote, practically, and that they ought to be able to harvest those votes up and just keep them for an hour or two, and then we'll turn them in after we're done with them. It's just, it is nakedly pro-vote fraud. Well, I got to admit that if, I, if, I'm, uh, if I'm a Democrat and I generally want the Ds to win, it would be sticking in my craw all the time that... We would win every single election by a lot if you people would just vote. I mean, it's not even close if you people would just vote. So I can understand the the, the argument from that side. 
That is one of those great little mysterious pieces of human calculus, though, that are difficult to explain exactly. But people who don't bother to vote shouldn't vote. If you're gonna, if you are gonna have a society that govern it, governs itself, the moronic, the apathetic, the utterly ignorant, they should not be part of the process. Which is why this country was not designed as a democracy. Uh, so, yeah, it makes me sound elitist and a hundred other awful things. But I'm telling you, those who don't bother voting, thank you. Um, we'll see how this plays out. We'll see how this plays out. If 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 the election were going to be held ne- next week, we'd have to agree to mail-in voting, right? Or uh, delay the election. Those would be your only two choices. You can't well, do like Wisconsin just did and have a whole bunch of oldsters standing around in a bunch of rooms together. The Joe Getty plan, which is being hailed in the nation's uh, hallowed halls and universities, is that you announce we're going to have a voting week. And if your last name starts with A through E, you vote on Monday and, and on and on. If you forget or you can't get there, we'll have a catch up day on Saturday. And anybody who hasn't already voted can show up on Saturday. That sort of thing to spread it out. It would work, I'm telling you. Yeah, well, this is going to be quite the battle for a while. I don't know how quickly the decision would have to be made to be able to pull off mail-in a mail-in election. I would think you'd, you'd need a lot of lead time to print up the ballots and figure all that out. Oh, oh, yeah, I read briefly that there are just ginormous logistical difficulties with it, um, starting with the fact that uh, you have federal questions and candidates and the rest of it and state and local stuff on every ballot and the reporting would be complicated and the rest of it and, and just the, the mailing and finding out where people live and not having people go through the mailboxes in an apartment complex and steal 350 ballots and vote and the rest of it. It's just, it is it, an, an open, just begging for vote fraud to take place. Um, by the way, something 6.6 million people filed for unemployment. Uh, we now have 10% of Americans that are unemployed, which is, oh boy, would have been unthinkable a couple of months ago. And now, final thoughts <clears throat> with Armstrong and Getty. Engage. As a, I still say that is the worst Captain Picard I've ever heard. What, what is that supposed to be? It's, it's supposed to be uh, Captain Picard. Okay. Here's your host <laughs> for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. There he is. He presses the buttons. He keeps us on the air somehow. Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Yeah, when you are manipulating a salad bar, don't fill up on the little pieces of sourdough bread. You know, otherwise you won't have room for desserts. You know, the soft serve ice cream that Mm. comes from the machine. Right. Yeah. Maybe pudding. Uh, Final thought from our producer, Positive Sean. Yes, I will be taking home a uh, what I can only describe as a vat of mashed potatoes out of the lunchroom. Yes. As uh, they don't seem to be uh, going away, and I'm not going to let them go to waste. So I, I'm didn't taking even, them. I didn't even see them. There's, they're mashed potatoes oh, in they, This is from yesterday's lunch. They're okay. in the leftovers from the fridge. But I'm God, taking I them in. I'm just going to drown them in butter and salt. Oh, there you go. Old mashed potatoes. Yum. Jackie, final <laughs> thought to hey. share with the folks? I don't know why, but on <laughs> salad bars, I regularly get heavy into the cottage cheese. And uh, sesame seeds, or not sesame seeds, um, uh, sunflower seeds. And both mm. of those are available other places. I don't know why I act like that's, you know, it's Christmas time. And <laughs> every time I see a big bowl of uh, sunflower seeds, sunflower seeds. I, know, I don't know you why. Buy them every convenience store in America. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, tomorrow, roughly during this time slot, I think it'll be earlier in the hour. 
a hard-hitting, no-holds-barred interview with my 20-year-old daughter, Delaney May. Little D. Are people still um, submitting questions? Most of them, Jack, have been stupid and unusable. Oh, that's too bad. No, I shouldn't say most of them. Some of them. Yeah, if you want to submit a question, you can. But, uh, again, they've either been mean-spirited or just jackassical. It's Ask Joe's Daughter Anything. Anything you ask, she will answer. No, not really. No. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All those articles we mentioned, uh, worth a read. They're there, including Lon He Chen's fabulous piece, just blasting the WHO. We have Armstrong and Getty swag. You can email us. All the podcasts are downloadable, armstrongandgetty.com. We will talk to Lon He about that on the phone tomorrow, because that is some story. we got to get out of the WHO yesterday. We you will, suck. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Is Joe Biden ready to lead this country? Could he find his car in a three-tiered parking garage? Could he navigate a salad bar? Armstrong and Getty.